watching you sleep um and i noticed something really interesting about the way you sleep mm. which was really funny um you breathe but then when you breathe you whisper my name like like yes yeah exactly but it's actually more forceful more like more like yes exactly yeah. very gravelly well the funny thing is the joke's on you, because I knew you were watching me, and I was trying to get you wound up. And it it worked, because I didn't leave your house that night. Oh, yes. Hi, Greg. Hi, Dave. How are you? Oh, <laughs> I'm still recovering. Oh, we're from, from our little incident? From our incident. Hopefully you guys heard our little mini episode a couple days ago. Um, Greg and I are still in recovery mode, so every noise we hear when we record down here, we assume a mouse is going to come falling through the drop-down ceiling <laughs> and, and kill itself. Oh, God, that was awful. I keep thinking I'm going to hear, like, I'm going to see this thing in my dreams. What's the um, what's the Latin name for mouse? I don't know. Oh, I should know because it's in Fantastic Mr. Fox, like Field Mouse. Is it? Well, let's keep talking and I'll look it up. So, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. So, what do you want to talk about today, well, David? Let's welcome everybody. First of all, to episode forty-two of Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. I am your host, Dave Champa. I am your other host, Greg Ori Klein. Wow, that was amazing. Oh, so the Latin for mouse is we're gonna. I'm gonna play it on my phone. Let's okay. See if I- See if I can get it to go here. So sure. Latin for mouse is moose. What? That's Latin, Latin for mouse is well, moose. May, maybe I'm an idiot and didn't mean the Latin name. I meant like the scientific name. Oh, the scientific. You know okay. the the. Anyway, the, we're we're just wasting we're just wasting air. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm not going to look that up. I gave up. Fine. Yes. All right. So yeah. So welcome to episode 42. Um, a couple of, a couple of things to get out of the way. First of all, uh, I want to thank Chris, buddy, Chris McMahon for being part of, he was actually part of two episodes of, uh, blow your mind 40 and 41. If you had to choose between the two episodes, which one you prefer to, to record and which one you liked recording more, I think I have my answer for me, but what was your, which one did you enjoy recording more? I really, really enjoyed the, the deserted Island one. However, I really like doing science quizzes. Yes. I just wish we weren't so damn tired. And so I was going to say the same thing. I liked I liked the deserted island better because <laughs> listening back again to 41, it was clear how tired we were. It was almost 1 o'clock, 1.15 yeah. in the morning, and we were completely gone. It was awful. By that time, and you were still feeling sick. Oh, I st- well, was I getting sick? That was, no, that was New Year's Day. That we recorded that, so that right. Was so I was getting sick almost three weeks ago. Yeah, it got worse after that. Did it really? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I liked the episode and I liked everything that Chris had to say. Um, in fact, I had him make a recording for me of just him talking, so I could go to sleep. I was going to say, do you just night. have a recording of him? Yeah, I do. Okay, David. No, well, gonna... that was good. Yeah, that was really impressive. Um, hello, I'm uh, Chris McMahon. Uh, 
I don't know. So not, yeah, so sorry, Chris. so thanks to Chris for being part of that. Hopefully we can get him back. Um, maybe we can try to get him in here this summer. I know that he usually tries to make a run up here um, a couple times a year, so hopefully he'll come up this summer. But we are planning to go down to them, so maybe I'll try to get him in for something else for for a little guest spot. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we have a new outro for the show, mm-hmm. which we're going to debut hopefully today. Um, I'm just about finished recording it, so we're gonna we're gonna throw that one out at the end of this episode. Throw it on um, out there. I'll throw it on out there. And we have some really big news, but I don't know if we should save it till we get to the end of the episode or if we should let it go now. And I'm gonna let you announce it because you were the brainchild behind this entire. Internet. No, I'm gonna announce it right now. Go ahead, and do I'm it. Gonna announce it again at the end of the you, episode. I'm letting you go, man. Do it. So. David and I have uh, been working really hard the past week to get something very special up and running. We actually have a website now. Oh, yes. <laughs> we have a real, honest-to-God, for-real website. Absolutely. It's called champacline.com, and it will have everything we ever did and will do on it. Including some secrets. <laughs> and some secret posts that are going to be <clears throat> hidden. There are going to be some hidden links on there. It's something that we've talked about wanting to do for quite some time, but again, it was more of a consistency thing with us. We wanted to make sure that this was something we could do on a pretty consistent basis, and seeing as how we've been able to do this now for 42 weeks, (laughs) um, 42 episodes, plus now having rolled out a second show, we felt confident that rolling out a website was the right choice to do starting off 2017. Right, so check it out there, champacline.com, and we are going to have all our posts, and we have some news and stuff, and there's a little bit more about us, yep. and just general tomfoolery and buffoonery, yep. and the usual stuff. Or as the website says, staggering idiocy, <laughs> which I think is just perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah, so, but yeah, so you're going to get, you'll get all our old episodes, um, we're going to work on some like listener special stuff for people who want to get early access um, we may be, we may think about releasing episodes early for people who want to like follow the website specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a lot of fun stuff coming. So 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 that'll be ready to go um, by the time you listen to this episode. So check us out champacline.com. I'm really excited to roll that thing out. I know. So so that was our big news for the week. Um, Greg, how how have you been? We haven't recorded in a couple weeks for this. I'm pretty this good. Episode. I'm not too I'm not too bad. I'm feeling all right. I'm yeah. I'm still a little stuffed up and not like I used to be. Oh, um, good. The throat's still a little dry, but it's not as bad as the cold some folks have gotten. Good. This is just kind of dry, but... <laughs> okay. How about you, sir? You've had an exciting couple I'm, of weekends. I'm good. I uh, I think for the... So right after the new year, after Chris and his family left and things like that, you know, Kristen and I have just had decided that it was kind of time to... Um, to cleanse, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so we started something, I believe, on January second. Uh, the right, right, the day after. It's called the Whole Thirty. You ever heard of this? I have not. Okay. So basically, in a nutshell, Greg, you wrote <laughs> eating nothing and shitting water. <laughs> in a nutshell, <laughs> sort of. I'm such an asshole. That's sort of what it is. But yes. Yeah, so, so basically, the Whole Thirty is it's a 30 day cleanse. Mm-hmm. People think of it as a fast, but it's really not. It's not a fast because you you're not fasting from anything. There 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 are limitations to what you can eat, but you're not completely cutting this and that. But you can eat a lot of other stuff. So what it is basically is you're cutting out processed foods, you're cutting out added sugar, you're cutting out things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I can eat meat, I can eat seafood, I can eat eggs, vegetables, fruit, anything that isn't processed. I can't have sugar. I can't have any dairy. I can't have legumes. Okay, legumes yep. basically. So I can't have beans. Huh. Uh, which includes peanuts and soybeans. So now, like, wh- why is that? 
You um, think that'd be kind of good for you? I, I did a little research into it and I got confused. So, <laughs> so it has something to do with the with what the beans come, how the beans are made, or where the beans come from. How the beans has, are has made has something to do with has something to do with what the, the way they digest in your system. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. So okay. the exceptions to that are green beans, coffee beans, and snap peas. So coffee I can still drink. So I can have coffee black. I can't have cream or sugar in it. But we've started doing like unsweetened stuff. Like um, we started drinking cashew milk. Huh. Which is delicious. Yeah. Like really weirdly delicious. Um, grains, I can't eat. I can't have oats, barley, corn, quinoa, rice, buckwheat, anything like that. Huh. No bagels, no popcorn, uh, things like that. Because basically it just does things with your digestion. Just the way it works in your system is not healthy. Wow. Um, can't have alcohol of mm-hmm. any kind whatsoever. So really I've been relegated to water and seltzer. Does it- what about mouthwash? Can you drink mouthwash? Mouthwash is fine because I'm not actually ingesting it. Oh, I'm, I'm spitting I, it back out. Oh, that's no fun. No, it's not. So so I honestly, like, the first week, I'll tell you right now, I was miserable. I got grumpy. I got cravings. I wanted to eat basically everything I could see. Now, <laughs> I've actually never felt better than I have in a couple of years. My energy level is extremely high. I've they say not to get on the scale because that's not the point is for the weight loss but I've been cheating and looking mm-hmm. and I'm down 13 pounds since January 2nd. That's you look it too. So I that makes me feel really good. Um so I think when when we're done with the whole 30 there are certain things that I won't go back to like I won't go back to soda. Mm-hmm. I'll stick to seltzer. I'm happy enough with that. Um I'll limit certain things like when I get iced coffee at Dunkin Donuts, I'll get it with almond milk instead of sugar and cream. Mm. Things like that. Yeah, because it's pretty sweet um, to begin with. It is. Milk. It is, exactly. So I'll do that. So I'm, I am I struggled with it at first, but we've been eating really, really well. And like tonight, I had tacos. You had regular tacos. Yeah, that was but, really good. But yeah, I just, but it was delicious. But I just had tacos with over lettuce, and, and that, that was it. chili last week, whatever you had. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. So we know we've, we've gotten really good at amending recipes and like taking things out. Like this week, she made um, Kristen made shepherd's pie. Mm. And instead of using Worcestershire sauce, which is literally just, you know, liquid sugar, uh, <laughs> she replaced it with our homemade ketchup yeah. to, to bind the shepherd. It was the best shepherd's pie I think she's ever made. And it's the one we'll probably continue making that and having that forever. And forever? So I love I, mean, I love shepherd's pie. Like you're going to have it every day? Yes. But with the homemade shepherd's pie, with the homemade ketchup, it just makes it all better. And it's really good. So I'm I'm feeling great. Um, we have about two and a half weeks, about two weeks left with the whole 30 and then we're done. And so I'm I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to being done so I won't have to limit what I eat, but I'm also looking forward to not adding certain things back into my daily, daily intake. That's good. So I'm excited about it. You look excited about it. I (laughs) am. Sorry. I'm kidding. What are you doing over there with your new phone? So jumping back a bit, a house mouse is musculus. Oh, I saw that. I should have just read it. So I was trying to think what what mouse suicide would be. Musculicide? Musculicide? Oh, I said skull. Oh, a little little poor buddy cracked his skull open on the floor. We should have just left him in the corner. Oh, God, we're terrible. Sorry for the tangent, but I had to. Anyway, no, I appreciate that. So so what do we got coming up next? So we got my whole 30 out of the way, and uh, that's rolling along. I think this episode's mostly about you. I don't like that. But I think it's really interesting because I, uh, I was a part of it. You I, were I'm a part excited. of it. You were a part of the last uh, two weeks. So, so David, over the past several months, I think we've talked about it a couple of times on a few episodes. Yeah. Maybe. Not very much. Uh, David has been in a, 
in a play has been rehearsing his little little tushy a little little, little tushy off little tushy play and uh you kind of no, it's you, not a tushy play you kind of had a lot to do because i don't know maybe because you were the lead i was the lead i was indeed yes i uh you were the lead indeed i was cast as rp mcmurphy in one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah the play based on the book not the movie did they ever make a play based on the movie? No. Well, I guess that would be the no, screenplay, wouldn't I, it? Yeah, ex- <laughs> yes, that's exactly, that's right. So <laughs> one of the things that someone Idiot. was asking me was like, hey, did you watch the movie? I actually didn't because I didn't want to feel like I was influenced by Jack Nicholson's performance um, by any stretch just because Jack Nicholson is who he is and he's he's like just a man like an actor's actor you know like he's just that good and so i didn't want to be influenced by that performance in any way and i did have a friend of mine who came up to me afterwards who had said that it i made the i made the part my own basically Mm -hmm. and it was a tough part for me being an actor for i've been doing this for 20 years i have never been more challenged by a part Mm -hmm. i think it's just a really it was a really tough part for me because well, i actually had to like act <laughs> <laughs> well you said you, you weren't quite expecting to get this role you didn't you just kind of didn't no you know. no i i saw i saw the i saw the audition on facebook and i was like oh that sounds like a fun show to go do <laughs> uh, so i was just why don't i show up for the audition and i remember going to the audition and i actually ended up doing an audition scene with chief and it ended up being the same guy who got cast mm-hmm. so he and i did a scene together and it was our scene in act two and I remember looking at the director afterwards and he was like, oh, and I remember him saying like, he was like, oh my gosh, he's like, that was like, that just gave me goosebumps, Ooh. like watching that, just the audition scene. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. I was like, so I left and didn't really think about it. I didn't hear anything for almost six days uh-huh. afterwards. I was, I figured at that point, I was like, all right, well, whatever, not a big deal. And just when I was about to like throw in the towel, they called me that night yeah. and they were like, so we want you to play this part. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I, I mean, I was happy to do it, and we, it was a it was a quick quick rehearsal schedule. Mm. We only had like seven weeks to put the show up, uh, and well, so that was tough. It was funny because I I came over one night and I saw the script on the kitchen table, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I started flipping through it, and every single page was almost completely covered in highlighter. Yes. I'm like, you were in the entire play. Yeah, yeah. I show up in like probably five pages into the script, and then I never leave the stage. No. For the rest of the show. So I never really get a break throughout the entire show. But that was fine. It was I pretty mean, impressive. I didn't mind it. I, I like doing stuff like that. I like, you know, I feel like the rehearsal processes were short, but the fact that we were able to pull a show like that together with such intensity and such effectiveness, I guess, from the people I heard from made me feel really good and felt worth mm-hmm. the entire process. <laughs> Definitely. That's great. So... That's fun. So, so was it? A, it was a good experience, I gather. I thought Honestly. so. Yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah, I mean, he's a really complex character for me, at least. And you know, I think McMurphy as himself, like as on the outside, like he's a pretty tough guy. He was a boxer. Uh-huh. They don't reference it in the movie. Oh no, maybe they do. They don't reference it in the play, but in the book, they re- they talk about his physical descriptions and how he was a boxer and he looks like a boxer. Pretty rugged guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, He's you know he's a wisecracker. He's just kind of keeping this tough exterior up, but on the inside you can kind of tell he's got this nerve about what's going on. He harasses the nurses. He doesn't really let his guard down until the moment when he hears Chief talk for the first time, mm-hmm. when he realizes the Chief's not actually deaf. Um, that's when I think the only time in the show you see the real, I almost said the real MacGyver, <laughs> the real Mac. 
Yeah. That's kind of the time when you actually see the real Mac in that one scene. He's not goofing around. He's not harassing anyone. He's just being honest and he's just mm-hmm. having a conversation. And that was a really hard transition for me. So I'm Because hoping... that's kind of like in the middle of the play, more or less, isn't it? Yeah, it's like five minutes into act two. Yeah, right. So it's right before. And I always, I played it off. <clears throat> so what it is is, so McMurphy has this hat the whole time. You saw yeah. me with the hat on. So he's got this hat on. And so then right after that scene, he and Chief get reprimanded for basically screwing up and um oh god i just lost my train of thought so basically he and chief get reprimanded and they get sent down to the shock shop so they can get um electroshock therapy and so mac has his hat off so he can get the thing on so what i sort of played that as is after mac loses his hat uh-huh which was kind of the, my, in my in my eyes was like that source of his power like he had that hat on he was like the coolest of the cool mm-hmm. he loses the hat after the, he gets shocked for the rest of the show and he starts to just devolve yeah. his life starts crumbling things start falling apart he throws a party it backfires mm-hmm. the char- one of the characters kills himself at the like so he starts to lose it and then obviously at the end spoilers for those of you who have never seen the movie seen the play or read the book he gets lobotomized because he attacks the nurse at the end of the show right and I think I always saw that as like he loses his hat after mm-hmm. that, and that was like to me at least I played that as like his world was kind of starting to crumble. Well, it's interesting. Him. So I I I haven't read the book, I haven't seen the movie, I've only seen your play okay. and know about it, right? You know, in generalities, right, right, right. So so McMurphy comes into into the what do you call it the the ward the ward the loony comes bin into as the he ward calls it because he'd rather go to the ward because he's he came from prison. Right. So he'd rather go to the ward well, than work hard labor. Yeah, so, yeah. So technically he was in the work farm. Right. But he pleaded insanity so that he wouldn't have to do okay. that ever again. And he would rather take insanity than go to jail. Now, you see, now as I was watching this, I'm, I started thinking, was McMurphy indeed sane? Yeah. Because I, he was doing some really irrational stuff. Right. Like he didn't seem to understand that these people were legitimately troubled. And they weren't paying attention or changing, their, modifying their behavior right. or anything. And he just like <laughs> he never stopped. Right. So I, I was trying to figure out like what's his motivation. He's he he he's committed. Right. They committed him. So he, he is committed. So, so he's he not vo- he's not voluntary. Right. Uh, pretty much everybody else was voluntary. Yeah. Harding was voluntary. Billy yeah. was voluntary. We uh, you never really know about the other three. Right. But yeah, a lot of them on the ward are not committed. So- because it seems like he had absolutely no idea what he was getting into. No. No, he didn't. And that was the thing. So, yeah, like you said, so at the beginning of the show when, when McMurphy is talking about, like, how we got into a couple of hassles down at the work farm and the court the court ruled that he was a psychopath and he refused to argue with the court because he wanted to get out of the work farm. He had, he had no desire to do any of that mm-hmm. or do anything else again. So he was like, no, I'm not going to argue with you. Yep, I'm crazy send me commit me do what you need to do mm-hmm. so he kind of got a couple of scuffles down and they sent him in there he started off as this guy who was trying really hard to just like impress everyone but i think he realized like shit they're not that much different from me yeah. these guys are actually legit people mm-hmm. and i need to treat them as such which is why he has this level of protection over chief he has this level of protection over some of the other guys. You know, the scene where after he comes back from the shock shop and he's pretending to be completely comatose and he snaps out of it. And at mm-hmm. the end, when, when Nurse Ratched asks him, do you mind? We're in the middle of a meeting. He's like, oh, oh, who, who are we tearing up today? Like, he's really in, like, right. who are we going to do this to now? 
Um, he really does care about these characters. Like I think the big turning point for McMurphy was after Chief's scene when he goes, when Chief looks at him and says, how can I be big when you ain't? How can anybody be big when McMurphy yeah. isn't? So Chief looks at McMurphy and says, how can anybody be big if you ain't? How yeah. can how can anyone be big? So mm-hmm. basically everyone's looking up to him. So like, you know, he's putting it all together at this point that all the patients on the ward at this point are starting to look up to him. They're mm-hmm. starting to realize that like he's a good dude. Like he's their savior. Yeah. He he allows the patients to show their true selves. These patients mm-hmm. probably were like hiding for the whole time. And right. then as the show goes on, they're all of a sudden they're like getting these backbones and they're starting mm-hmm. to stand up to the nurse. And, you know, it's all because of Murphy. And, and well, how much of it do you think was him legitimately trying to get these guys out of their shells versus him trying to make it easier for himself? Because he's not in the work farm anymore. It's a fantastic question, and I think it's a little bit of both. But yeah, I think he, I think it was a nice after effect that these guys saw that there was some confidence in McMurphy. Uh-huh. It was kind of a nice after effect that they was like, oh, well, we could do that too. And mm-hmm. so I think he just saw that they they all just saw that as an opportunity to try their hand at kind of stepping out of this box that they've been in for right. God knows how many years. You know, mm-hmm. one, like McMurphy has that line in the middle of act one where he says don't you see you guys got to do something to show you still got some balls right like, yeah you guys got to stand up you got to mm-hmm. do something right um and i think they saw that in him and i think they're they realize you know like scanlan the bomb the guy who makes all the bombs <laughs> yeah we we were having a conversation about his character and i had asked at one point when i when i I talk about signing out all the ious because mm-hmm. some of them were pulling compensation in the in the office a couple hundred bucks a month we were deciding because I wanted each of the actors to sign an IOU so I could just for my own benefit so I could see them. And yeah. Scanlon and I, the actor, um, had a conversation and we were saying, you know, I think he's talking about these bombs, how he's going to make these bombs and how he's afraid of how the bombs are going to blow him up. They're going to blow the world to hell. He's got to watch the news in case they blow us all to hell. Uh-huh. He's obviously been in there for a while because he's talking about the he's, we're thinking he's talking about a nuclear bomb. Uh-huh. He's talking about like the A bomb, the bomb, like yeah. the bomb from the like from the Dr. early Strange love, right? From like the, the early fifties, yeah. And this is sixty five, so we have to assume that he may have had the psychotic break mm-hmm. right around that time. So he's been in there for at least ten or fifteen. Was years. he one of the committed patients? We well, it was never said, but we assume that he was one of the committed patients because mm-hmm. I think he's been in there for a long time. Yeah. So he were like he would. So we made the decision and the conclusion that. He wouldn't be one of those ones that would be pulling compensation. They wouldn't right. be giving him money to be in there because he's been in there for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just an interesting thing for us to talk about because huh. we're talking about how many people are committed, and so we, you know, we know Harding and Billy and uh, are not committed, but we never really know about the other characters because they're just right. kind of these little bit characters. And by the way, if if any of the actors in the show are listening to this, you guys, everyone in the show, I'm not. This is, you guys were just phenomenal. Yeah, I I'm not. I'm impressed. not. I'm not talking about how like the little character. You guys were awesome, and it was a true pleasure and a joy working with all of you. But yeah, so they don't really describe the other three. It's really like Harding and Billy are the ones who, who kind of have the prominence above the other three. Um, but yeah, no, that was a, that was, that was a good question. Hmm. Definitely. Um, <coughs> so yeah, so I think the book, the play takes a lot more from the book. Uh-huh. Than it does normally in the movie. Um, you know, obviously there are a lot of things you can't show in a play, but you can show in a movie to enhance enhance the emotional toll. Um, McMurphy and Billy are the only two that die in the play. Yeah, um, the others actually die in the book. 
couple more characters actually end up like dying how? in the book. Like at the end or like so, through the like through the story. Cheswick, do you know yeah. Ch- remember Cheswick yes. from the place the one who talks about burning his mattress? Yeah. In the book, he actually drowns in the pool. Wow. And dies. So okay. he dies in the play. He dies in the book. Um McMurphy, this actually there was it changed this one changed in every in every scene when he finds out that Chief isn't deaf mm-hmm. in the play, obviously, you know, he finds it out when he offers him a stick of juicy fruit and Mc, uh, Chief's like, "Oh, thank you." And right. he realizes like, "Oh shit, you just heard what I was oh. saying." In the movie, McMurphy discovers that Bromden isn't deaf when they're waiting in Disturbed. They're just like sitting outside and they're having mm-hmm. a conversation. And then in the book, he finds out that he isn't deaf when he refuses a sleeping pill without seeing what it is. Uh-huh. So they really kind of varied it. Because he for could each. hear it. So he could exactly. So they kind of varied it a lot for each of the each of the different ones. Um, That's interesting. I wonder why. I mean, I, it's it was an interesting change. I mean, the I mean, I guess it was easier to convey in the play. Yes. Without like having verbally to f- figure out how to do like a sleeping. You couldn't do that. But even the movie would have been better to do it right. with that. But yeah, I, in the book, I could see doing that. That's more clever. That's more subtle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. so there was that. Um, after McMurphy uh, attacks McMurphy, <laughs> after he attacks McMurphy, um, at the end, this is actually something we changed a little bit from the play because we just didn't we didn't really know the best way to stage it. So in the play, McMurphy like rips the front of Nurse Ratchet's dress off, mm-hmm. and then in the next scene, she's wearing a neck brace, but she's she's really not assuming that, that he's like, not beat that the crap out of her. It's so, like he rips her dress off and he kind of attacks her. We only did the scene where I strangle her, yeah, and she comes out with the neck brace, but she's not really harmed. Um, in the movie, she's wearing a neck brace, but is completely unharmed. Uh-huh. Like he attacks her and strangles her, so it's very similar to the movie. But in the book, um, after the final showdown, Ratchet comes out at the end. She is completely and utterly one hundred percent bruised all over her body, and she can't speak. She's communicating with the patients with a notepad. Wow! So they really changed that up, and obviously, uh-huh. it you'd have to change it for the play because right. of that. It's it right. was, it was kind of tough to do. So they had to make it worth a lobotomy basically right so you had to like you had to make it like really obviously you attack the head nurse right she's been wanting and she's been itching to get mcmurphy in this spot since the beginning of the show so she started since he started putting bugs up her ass so it's interesting really mcmurphy just has a big downfall the whole thing is him it seems like it's a house of cards he starts building in the first act and then in the second mm-hmm. act, it starts crumbling. Yes. Because he can't survive in that environment. Exactly. Being who he is. Exactly. And he had opportunities, plenty of opportunities to leave. Right. He was. She was even, at one point, Nurse Ratchet even asks, like, go ahead, leave. The, the window's open. No one's going to stop you. Right. So he had the opportunity to leave, but I think he had that internal struggle of like, shit, if I leave, I can't leave these guys behind. I don't care what's about to happen to me. It's so weird. I mean, because, I mean, I get it. But then how, all the guys that are there voluntarily, right? I'd I'd, I'd be like I have to I have to leave. This right. is crazy. Like Harding was just he was one. He says it. He's like you know I have to go about it my way. He's like I have to I have to call my wife. I have to mm-hmm. tell her when to come get me. And so he's like he so there's a sit there's a yeah. system for it. But yeah, he could go at any point. Yeah. There's no reason to stay there. But it's he, weird. It's like it's like someone's unraveling. Yeah, it's like the place drove him crazy. Yes. He went mad. I mean, Ironically, yes, the place kind of made him go crazy. Right. And then you see at the end, you know, Ratchet gets her way. Yeah. And she she does the surgery. God, freaking, um, that's sick. And of course, this was 65. This was like, that stuff was acceptable yeah. to do back then. So messed up. Um. So yeah, so that was another thing. So 
in the play, he comes back with the lobotomy and he's obviously got the bandage on his head and he's still alive, but he's not there. Um, mm-hmm. The patients comment that it's not the real McMurphy. Yeah. It's not him. You can't tell. But, you know, um, Bromden, then he comes out and sets sets McMurphy mm-hmm. free, quote unquote. Right. Um, what I found fascinating in your play when they came out, they they all agreed that it wasn't McMurphy. Right. McMurphy was somewhere else. Right. And then they just went off on their business. Yeah. Like they didn't even at that point, they just were like, okay, whatever. Yeah. They just completely moved on. They were like, oh, I miss McMurphy. Hey, do you remember when he did this and this and right. this and this? And they just like goofed so, and they laughed. It's and almost like McMurphy gave them these memories or, or it could almost be like none of it ever happened. Right. Like it seems like they just went right back to where they were in the beginning and everything McMurphy did had nothing except for Chief. Helped right. Chief. Right. He helped Chief. And obviously you see that at the end because he helped Chief grow. Right. So he helped one person. Right. And he didn't, you know, Chief didn't kill McMurphy by any stretch. Mm. He set him free. He let him go. He knew, Chief knew there was nothing that he could do to help McMurphy. Even if he broke out with McMurphy, McMurphy was never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. So he was only, he set him free and then he just took off and left. And obviously, you know, we had to change the the ending because I think, I think in the ending of the script, he throws the junction box through the mesh window which is funny because i've watched the clips of the movie i've seen that ending scene yeah and i still don't understand the significance of tearing that out and particularly that why he was so so you remember the scene when mcmurphy is taking bets on whether or not he can lift it yeah but what is it it's okay so in the movie it's like a water. It has something to do with like the. It's like a not not necessarily a water fountain, but it's in the bathroom. Yeah. In the movie, right. but in the play, it's basically like an electrical conduit that control that literally houses all the electrics. Okay. For that's just a big the psych ward junction box. It's just a big thing. junction box exactly. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's really all that that was. It's just that's the weird part for me. I'm like, I don't under why couldn't have been something else like a piece of furniture or a safe or something. Right. You know, instead of this bizarre this like kind of esoteric like thing right (laughs) i don't know yeah and it was it it was in all aspects of it the play the movie um and the book uh that was all it was just that one thing Hmm. that he lifted but in the movie it was it had something that was in the bathroom i don't actually know had water pour out of specifically like i understand the symbolism yeah but i don't understand the, the item right i guess right and so it was interesting too because like bromden escapes of his own accord in the movie he just mm-hmm. takes it and goes uh harding helps him escape in the play and scanlan actually helps him escape in the book um huh. so three different characters two different characters help him escape in the book and the play and then he just gets out on his own um mm. throughout the course of the play but yeah i mean it was i i just had an absolute blast doing it it was kind of unfortunate i was bummed that it was only six shows yeah um because you put in a lot of work for it, and then all of a sudden it's over. But I will say that we did absolutely fantastic business for that show. That's great. I mean, we ended up overselling our last show. We had like a hundred and some odd people in the audience. We had to put seats out in the back because we had so many people come to our closing night. So that was that was nice, and that was a really nice sort of tip of the hat to end to end our run with because we just had a blast with it. So fantastic. And I struggled like a mofo with my lines. I know you did. I up to the <clears throat> Thursday before opening night, the day before opening night, I So opening did, night was Friday night. Opening night was Friday the 6th. On January 5th, I didn't know about a 20% of my lines. 
but I knew them all by Friday night. It's yeah. just the way I don't know how it always it always does that to me. No matter how much I panic about memorizing lines, the day the show opens, the lines are always there. Yeah. It's weird. It's so bizarre. The plays I've been in, it's the same way. I I cannot r- run lines at home. I can't do it. I don't do well with it. I have at to do all. it in rehearsal. I have to. Do, I just do it live right then. That's and, how I learn. Is yeah. the repetition of it. I, I I suck at learning lines at home. I'm yeah. so bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. so yeah. So that was it. I I just I just had an absolute blast running that show. I had I mean, an absolute blast seeing it. I'm glad that you came to see it. I know you came opening night, which was awesome. I did. Um, and I was saying to Kristen, for the six shows I did, I knew someone in the audience every show. That's great. Which is actually, I don't think that's ever happened. So I knew somebody who was there every single night. Which so was, I, I which have a great. little treat for you. It's you very, do? It's incredibly boring. I don't care. I want to hear it. I, I sat out in the parking lot and then I came inside. This is me. <laughs> this is me at your show getting tickets and talking to the woman in the lobby and then it's just some it's just some noise okay (laughs) hello everybody hi greg i'm sitting outside in the parking lot right now i'm about to go inside and see a show that mr champa is in one flew over the cuckoo's nest he's playing the lead uh what is it murphy mcmurphy i'm not even sure never seen the movie (laughs) but that's okay this is the first time I'm going to see this show, and I think I'm going to do a nice little review about it. And David, you're going to be listening to it right now, and then we're going to talk about all of this after you hear my full thing, or whatever this is. I don't know. Let's see what kind of, uh, what kind of stuff I get. This will be fun! Disclosure, I don't review anything. <laughs> Let's get out of the truck here. It was cold that night, if I recall. It was freezing. Yeah, it was one of the coldest nights of the run. Walking up to the front door, I'll probably even say what I'm just saying. Were you right parked now. next to me? Yes. This is where you put. Yeah, okay. So you had a ways to go. Actually, you had to walk all the way around the front. I did. And when you, I got to tell you, when you walked in, I saw you walk in because I was <laughs> spying from the back of the theater, <laughs> creeper. <laughs> I saw you spying at me. A lot of people coming in already. It gets really noisy because I put the recorder in my jacket. Pocket. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Roll off the low end there. Listen. To that. What are you doing? Can you find I'm your walking? Did you lose your pocket? <laughs> it's in my like my belly pocket. <laughs> and there's some folks. That, I was worried that. Wait a minute. Hey, you're the man. You gotta be the youngest. I was worried that I would get weird looks if I was recording the show. Yeah, I didn't. But I recorded the patrons. Isn't this exciting? It's very exciting. This is your lobby on opening night. Now, let me ask you this. Oh, hold on. When did you see my in-laws? Were they? Did you see them in the lobby or when you went to sit down? No, they came in after me. Oh, that's right. You were one of the first ones there. I think I get my tickets. 
thank you very much. So, I well, tried to reserve some tickets go ahead, go ahead. online today. Thank you. It's too late. So it works out. Tell me. God, you can't hear a damn thing. Basically, I said I want. I reserved some tickets online today, and they had not the greatest re- ticket reservation system. And she's like, "Oh, it's too late." But you had already gotten me tickets. Yeah. So I had. I had gone out like about 605 because I knew that you had ordered and uh, we had had an issue. Um, Kristen's parents had come to the show that night with their best friends and their best friend's daughter was having some pretty massive car troubles. Yeah. So they oh, yes. Yeah. She was there. Yeah. Sarah was there. Yeah. yeah. So they had some pretty big car troubles. She was. So they ended up picking up Sarah and just took her to the show so i went out uh, to try to find other seats near them and then realized that you hadn't been put at a table right so i just put you and sarah right behind the table with Kristen's parents and their best friends i see and then the remainder of the noise is me just wandering around and then sitting down did you get food while you were there um no i didn't oh, i'm just curious because i heard the food was actually fantastic it was all homemade food oh i know people I just donated food and what I like about this place is, is there's no set prices. It's just donation. Yeah, it was you pretty cool. You just donate to the theater, and then you can take concessions. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was a fun time. I didn't expect it to be, like, table seating like that. I've never done a show, like, cabaret style like that. That's what yeah. they say. They call it cabaret seating. Yeah. I've never done it like that, where we have tables set out. I think they did it, because I don't know if they were sure that the show was going to sell well. And uh, obviously it did. Yeah, um, it was it was a great show. Well, it was show. funny because when she said that there were no more seats left, and I sat down, um, there were like there's at least at least one and a half empty tables behind yeah. me, or a couple. There now. were, yeah. We had like seventy five for opening night, or eighty for opening night, which was a solid number. Um, and I think word of mouth just spread because our numbers went up. And this is me at the end leaving. Woo. So I actually didn't record anything of anything. I just uh, watched Dave perform that show and got aroused. <laughs> now I'm walking back did. to my truck and it's pretty cold out. And that's uh, that's about it. Yeah, that was the worst mo- the film. Not film. Uh, I'm the worst. Uh, mm, uh. That was the worst <laughs> performance review ever. Listen, I got to tell you, I know what scene got your goat. The scene when you were in your boxers? When I came out in just my towel. Oh, you're, and I had my toothbrush. Were you wearing the hat? I had the hat on. You had the I had hat. The, I had the cap, yeah. That scene, <laughs> I have to tell you. So as somebody who has been doing this for 20 years, that scene, above all scenes in the show, I don't know why, made me the most uncomfortable. I don't know yeah. why, because uh-huh. I was clothed underneath the towel, but I think it was something about me just walking out on stage, literally shirtless, yeah. forever, just let myself out there, yeah. you know? And it wasn't like, people always ask, like, well, how do you, because I, I have a kiss in the yes. show, and so people always ask, like, well, how do you feel about doing that? I was like, you know what, that doesn't bother me as much as, like, my body just being <laughs> there for everyone to see. Yeah. And so I kind of just had this, like, this, uh, excuse my language, but I kind of had this fuck it moment after <laughs> yeah. the, after the, like during, like right before the show, I was like, you know what? I just got to do this. And so I went out and I literally went for everything. And that's why you can, and I don't know if you could tell, but I mean, I just went out and just did every, I just had a blast with that scene. Yeah. And I just let everything loose for this show. And for the, for as hard as this show was, this was the first show where I actually felt myself just let loose as an actor and mm. just have a freaking blast doing what I was doing. <laughs> like the party scene, every, uh, I don't know. I just, this was, I really just let myself loose for this and just went for broke. 
It was fantastic, and I was very happy that it went well. So, yeah. um, so I was I was really happy with oh, it, David. And I thank you for coming. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> it, I'm sorry. That's only been the second show I've ever seen. That's fine. You saw two really good shows that I did. Yeah, that's true. So that's <laughs> that's quite all right. <laughs> two completely different genres. <laughs> You're right. Like completely different genres. One of them had puppets having sex, and one of them had me getting lobotomized. So <laughs> why can't that be the same show? Puppets having sex and a lobotomy? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear. So I think how do we feel about tonight's show, Greg? It was a calm one, you know. I, I thought so. It I was feel a nice, very I feel very centered. It was a nice return to form. I'm still a little shaken about the mouse. <laughs> Freaking mouse, Jesus. <laughs> Who's now back in the backyard, so Oh my god. Yeah. Well, it's been a busy week, busy couple of weeks. It has. It has. It has. Um so, I hope people enjoyed talking about uh McMurphy. Yeah. Um so Greg, are you going to are you going to do what you said here on the notes? Are you going to scrape the plaque off my teeth with your teeth? <laughs> I, it's the only one safe enough to read. So here are yeah, our, our fabled uh, show notes always end with some interesting notes between um, I'm David trying to and think if there's any there's nothing else that we can read. <laughs> nope. Are you Oh no, actually um no, we can't do though the Cracker Jacks one's not bad. We had to do this. You know we had to go into this because so, it was so calm. <laughs> oh, fill a potato sack with horseshoes and beat me in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's as, that's as, about that's as, as good far as, as we're we going to go. Get. Okay. <laughs> Maybe for those of you who want to follow us on the website and you can search around, you might be able to find some secret episodes in the coming in the coming months of Greg and I literally just sitting here reading our special notes to each other, but we're going to bury them yeah. real deep into the website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to need a tour server <laughs> to find this shit. Oh, God. All right. I think that's going to wrap it for the week, Greg. Okay. Don't a- forget to check it out. Champacline.com. It's kick-ass. We're updating it constantly. Yes. Yes. Um, I, have to th- I have to applaud you. Oh, thank you for this because you're you've sort of been the brainchild behind this. Yep. You've done way more work on the site, and there's than I actually have. a a contact section, so you just you don't even need to remember our our uh, oh yeah email address. It's a web form, yeah. Which is so you awesome. just fill it out. We don't have to know who you are. Well, it'll it'll no, tell us who you are. But yeah, are. let us know who you are. <laughs> let us know where you're emailing from. But yeah, just click on the contact <laughs> button right on the website. Fill out the web form, and it comes right to our email. So you don't even have to worry about remembering our email. Yeah. Um, you can actually you can listen to all of our episodes on the website. You can download the episodes from our website if necessary, if you want to have them. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes if that's your jam. Um, people who do follow us on the website, will we're going to work out some early access stuff. We'll probably release episodes like a day early for some of you guys, um, for those of you who are interested in that. Mm-hmm. But we'll have some other fun stuff for you guys out there, too. Um, you can follow us, as always, on Twitter at BlowYourMind14, which I got to tell you, we're actually our numbers are increasing big time mm. on the Twitter page. Uh, Facebook, Champ and Klein, Blow Your Mind. We actually now have an Instagram account. You can follow us on Instagram at ChampaKlein. I think um, I think the all of these different elements will give you the full picture of really will the idiocy. Yeah. The Instagram page especially is just going to be nothing but garbage, <laughs> but it's going to be really good garbage. In fact, the video I posted got a comment from a friend of mine on the video, and I'm going to read it to you right now before we close out. I'm sorry, we have some time. We're good. So the video I just posted, uh, the friend of mine wrote to me and said, uh, it, "So it's her. Uh, it's my friend Christine." And Shannon, she said, Shannon and I have watched this over five times and are in tears laughing at how funny this is. 
So thanks, Christine and Shannon. I appreciate you guys laughing at the bullshit that we do. <laughs> so you can expect plenty more of that on Instagram. But anyway, um, that's going to wrap it for episode 42. Uh, Champ and Klein, blow your mind this week. I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Have a fantastic week, guys. Yeah.